Welcome everyone to the Monday edition of Couch Potato Diary, coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. They are your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary. They have a fantastic team, ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all of your cleaning needs. Check them out online at clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. You can find me online on social media. I am at PrimetimeCline on Twitter and Instagram, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. We were on there all weekend with UFC coverage. Uh, so yeah, check me out there. If you could subscribe, that would be really appreciated. But just to follow is awesome as well. Uh, coming up on the show today, the Blue Jays, so close to a perfect weekend. Um, the CFL, so close to a perfect prospect. And the UFC, Kamaru Usman, so close to a perfect performance. Uh, thank you for joining us today. We begin with the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, who take three of four from the New York Yankees, which on the surface, is amazing. That, that That is a four-game series. Obviously, a sleep would have been perfect, but taking three out of four from the team that you are chasing for first place in the American League East that is so far away from you um, that it doesn't even feel like a, a remote possibility. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal weekend. And if they would have lost on Thursday and then won the next three, I would have... Such a better feeling coming out of this one. But, oh, that Sunday game would have been great to have. And it was right there. The game is tied in the seventh. Base is loaded. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is at the plate, and he grounds out to shortstop. And then the Yankees get a home run off of Jay's bullpen late. And, oh, it just, it feels like an opportunity miss. You know, like, it honestly, it kind of feels like how the trade deadline felt. Where it was, okay, this was an improvement. But it wasn't everything that I wanted, and it wasn't everything that it, it maybe could have been. Um, the the Jays could have been seven games back, which isn't, you know, I guess it would have been six games. No, it's seven. They only lose a game there. Um, it would have been seven games back, which isn't like, oh, we're knocking on the door or anything like that. In the grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal, but it was just kind of a, uh, if, it, if you could have just... If you could adjust, you know, um, but still, not to take anything away from the weekend, Toronto, a, a massive, massive statement winning three out of four, and all these games are going to be crucial now. You look at the wild card, the Jays, Tampa Bay, and Seattle are all tied. Uh, Toronto is at, Toronto and Tampa Bay are at 65 and 55, Seattle is 66 and 56, uh, the Blue Jays. Rays and Mariners would all be leading the Central Division um, if, you know, they were afforded the luxuries of residing in the United States' Midwest. But overall, such a positive weekend for the, the Toronto Blue Jays. The bats are really starting to come alive, but the, the key this whole weekend was pitching. Barrios works his way out of a couple of jams. Mitch White, Everything you could have wanted from Mitch White, the Blue Jays got on Saturday afternoon. Um, Manoa was great as well. So, like, just everything that you wanted, you, you like, it just, it feels like everything is starting to click again. And this is, once again, a reminder how good this team can be if everything starts to click. If this was, and I get the pressures are a little bit different, but if this was the American League Division Series, the Blue Jays sweep that, you know? So, when... When they are playing at their best, they can hang with the Yankees. When they are playing at their best, they can hang with the Astros. Um, 
it's just you got to get everything clicking in and everything going in the right direction and stop fouling balls off of yourselves. God damn, that's getting frustrating to, to see those guys going down with injuries. But I, I like the way Schneider is using the bench a little bit more and using motion a little bit more. Um, I just, I, I really like the way things are going, but every game now is so important. That first wild card spot is massive because as the wild card is set up, you have the lowest ranking division winner taking on the lowest ranking wild card team, and then the top two wild card teams play each other, and the top wild card team gets home field advantage. And that's not a oh well, if it goes through game seven, it'd be nice to have home field advantage. You host the whole series, and if the playoffs were to start today, the Blue Jays would be going to Tropicana for three, and I want no part of that. This Blue Jays run has been great to get back on track, but this needs to continue because I do not want to go to Tampa Bay for, um, if I am the Blue Jays. They now get ready for a set with the Boston Red Sox starting on Tuesday. In the Canadian Football League, Nathan Rorick, I would imagine, is probably done for the year. Um... He goes down with an injury. Surgery is required. It just, it's, it sucks for the Lions. It sucks for the league. It sucks for everyone. We were on here talking about how perfect a situation this was in a market that still feels salvageable and important um, with a, a Canadian at a position that we haven't had this before. Like, there hasn't been a prospect like this in a long time. And now we don't get to see how it plays out and i was getting i was getting so excited to see what that building would be like if they hosted a playoff game and to see how he would handle then facing the bombers in the west final and if he could go to the gray cup in saskatchewan what would that look like it just it feels you just wake up this morning and it's like i don't want to this is going to sound real way more negative on the cfl than i wanted to but it almost feels like what's the point of this now like Winnipeg is so much better than everyone else, and the East kind of sucks, and at, like, at least this was such a fun story to get behind, and I think it was really carrying the CFL year, and now it's just kind of a, ugh, like it's such a gut punch this morning. There's still going to be some fun stuff to pay attention to in the league. I'm just being down because this was such an exciting, exciting player, and such an exciting time. But now the door is open. For, for Calgary, and I guess to a certain extent Saskatchewan, for that second spot. Saying Saskatchewan, though, is wishful thinking. There is clearly something up with Cody Fajardo, um, wh whether he is injured or what. That There is something going on with this guy where it's not clicking right now, and Saskatchewan just can't seem to get out of first gear this season. Um, obviously, we're coming up on Labor Day. I, I am not feeling optimistic about Saskatchewan's chances in any type of a, a Labor Day contest. Uh, the Riders go to BC this weekend, uh, Friday night, in BC. That That's going to be kind of a key contest for them. We'll see how the Lions are, are able to recover. We'll see what the Lions do. Like, do they try to go and make, a, um, make a, a Vernon Adams trade or something like that to try to try to keep this momentum going because they have a lot of momentum right now. Um, they, they just dominated the riders in Saskatchewan. Um, they coming off of a, a great win over the, the Stampeders a couple of weeks ago. Things are really building in the right direction for the lions to just throw this away because of an injury would be a, a real, real bummer um, for them for Calgary who appear to be, like, life has been given back to them. They're four points back of the Lions for that second spot in the West Division, which hosts a playoff game. Um, the, the, the need to make a quarterback change now is just glaringly apparent. You, you cannot keep rolling with Bo Levi Mitchell at this point. This era of Stampeder football has been Patriots-esque, where 
an established veteran, that's great. But if there is another option that comes along that is a little bit better, potentially a, a younger option that comes along that's a little bit better, that option gets used. Um, and a lot of times it's because of free agency and you, you let a veteran go. And so it's not like just a straight line comparison to some of the other ones that, that have happened over the years where it's like, oh man, I really like that guy. Oh, they found this dude I've never heard of and now he's better than everything they've had. But it, it has been always a next man up mentality for the Stampeders, but it is different with Bo. He is so clearly the second best quarterback on this team right now, but... He has been the heart and soul leader of this team for a long time, and he has been trying to drag this team into mainstream relevancy in this city. And to just cast him aside, I understand, would be, it would just, it would feel icky. I, I totally understand that. But if the Stampeders are going to do anything this year, I don't think Bo is the one to do that anymore. Could be wrong, have doubted Bo and the Stampeders before, and they, they've come back and bit me on that. But this feels different, that this feels like it's kind of it on Bo Levi Mitchell. A couple more thoughts, kind of sober second thoughts on the combat sports stuff that we saw over the weekend. UFC 278 was genuinely one of the weirdest nights in the history of the sport. The elevation was fucking with a bunch of the fights. A guy who thought he won by KO and celebrated only to find out he had thrown an illegal knee. And then another guy celebrated. They thought they won, but it was because of a low blow um, that the referee was stepping in. And then, I think, the wildest title change in the history of the Ultimate Fighting Championship. Leon Edwards, as commentary is saying, just making it 25 minutes is going to be his win. Head kicks Kamaru Usman into the L column for the first time since 2013. And absolutely shocks the world. I was a little hard on, on Edwards on the instant reaction show on Saturday night, but to still have that tool in your toolbox in the 24th minute of a fight where you were getting your ass kicked for the previous 19 minutes of it is really, really impressive. He set it up perfectly and phenomenal. So deserving of this championship. I, I, I want to make that very clear. However, I rewatched the fight and Herb Deed breaks them off the cage with about two minutes left, and that give, gave Leon Edwards a major boost. And I hated it. And I get, it created an exciting ending. There is no doubt about that. But for Edwards to not earn his way back to the center of the cage drives me crazy. I don't think there should be stand-ups allowed in MMA, whether it's on the fence, whether it's on the ground, whatever. I don't think the referee should intervene to break up any type of a position at all in the sport. And I get it is an entertainment property. And at the end of the day, that's what we're all, uh, ooh, excuse me, what we are all here for. I am so tongue-tied. I'm so frustrated by this, but I genuinely hate that part of it. Um, this is still a competition, that this is still a sport, and if Leon Edwards can't get his back off of the cage, then he should not get his back off of the cage. The referee shouldn't stand in and do that for him. If the Raiders are dropping eight into coverage and completely shutting down what the Kansas City Chiefs offense is doing, and the game's getting a little stale, the referees don't come in and say, eh, rush five this time to maybe open things up for, um, for, for Patrick Mahomes. I, I just, it, it frustrates me to no end. And look, it's, it's the same for, like, Usman could have once again just, like, gone in, tie up Edwards, and, and gone back there. Like, it, it, Usman is not without any flaw in this situation, and Edwards still has to be good enough to take advantage of the situation. But it just, ah, it just bugged me. But overall, Edwards should be incredibly proud of what he has accomplished after all of the cancellations and dealing with everything in COVID and 
like Jorge Masvidal trying to punk him. And like, he's, he just never really felt like he was getting the respect he deserved. And even now I'm not totally giving him the respect he deserves. Um, so, so remarkable what he has been able to do. And he is very worthy of championship status. There is no question. I don't care what, uh, Hamzat against, um, Diaz ends up being, um, you, you have to go immediate rematch with these two. Put it in a, a state, like I said on, on Saturday night, put it in a stadium in London or whatever, but immediate rematch with these two. Co-main event was strange as hell. Um, I'd like to see Rockhold get another chance, not in elevation. I get he retired and whatever, but I feel like that wasn't a true sense of what we could have seen from Rockhold. But if that is the end, again, a remarkable career and just a, a real holy shit night um, in the, the UFC that I think Elevation kind of took away from it a little bit. Salt Lake City is 1,200 meters above sea level. Uh, where I'm broadcasting from in Calgary is 1045. So there is a bit of a difference. But I think a place like that, it, it you can't... You feel bad just saying, oh, you can never bring a pay-per-view there. But, like, you're never going to bring a pay-per-view to Des Moines, Iowa. You know, like, there, there's just some places that aren't on the pay-per-view level. And while Salt Lake City can be, it, it's hosted in Olympics, they have an NBA team there. Congratulations, you're a fight night place. And it's going to be a lot of smaller weight classes on there. Because I, I feel like it just took away from the night a little bit more than it needed to. There were some fights that were just, quite frankly, difficult to watch. And it just felt like this thing... The, the two fighters in there weren't trying to survive each other. They were trying to survive the elements, and I think that took away from it. Anthony Joshua loses to Alexander Usyk for the Unified Heavyweight Championship. Unbelievable performance from Usyk. There's still a whole lot of big fights that he needs to have, but he is showing skills that should put him eventually in the conversation amongst like the top 10 heavyweights of all time. And this is something I've talked about for a little bit. If you're a light heavyweight in the UFC or a cruiserweight in boxing, and if you move up to heavyweight the right way, it can be so dangerous because of the cardio that you have. And Usyk showed that. He has a pace and movement that I don't think anyone in the division can keep up with. And I think a fight with Fury and Usyk would be so interesting because I think Fury, with that massive size advantage, would just try to wear Usyk down. Would he be able to though? If Fury stays retired, it would just be such a downer and such a bummer. Um, that because that right now that is the only fight to make. Joshua Wilder, I think, is still intriguing. Wilder has a fight coming up, but I I think like those two were dancing around each other for so long, and now obviously circumstances are not lending themselves to it being as big as it could be. But it'd still be a big fight, and honestly, I still want to see Fury Joshua. I just I want to see everyone in this era eventually face each other here. I, I think that would be. A lot of fun. A quick one today, but that's going to do it for Couch Potato Diary. Thank you to Clearwater Cleaning Solutions, your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary. They have a fantastic team ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all of your cleaning needs. Check them out online, clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. I'll talk to you guys later this week. I'm out.